The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page, Trent talking tech. Good morning to you, Trent. How are you? Very well, Mitchell. Well, first of all, talk to us about this fibre rollout for the NBN. So is it the case that for a lot of people that had the NBN rolled out, that the speeds weren't altogether that impressive, and that's now why they're passing through with another uh, upgrade, which is to have fibre? Yeah, the um, the fibre to the node upgrade didn't work out perfectly for everyone. Uh, I guess the government at the time uh, had the suggestion that the idea of this rollout enabled people to get faster speeds quicker and they were able to roll out these uh, plans a lot quicker than a fibre upgrade. Um, so they went ahead with uh, that method and now I guess they're on a second stage where they are uh, rolling out fibre upgrades to areas and making fibre to the premises uh, more accessible to communities, um, you know, in both uh, regional and also metro areas in multiple states. It's a part of a plan that they've got that they hope to, uh, I guess, roll out more areas by 2023. So there's still a couple of years until then, but uh, this gives them the opportunity to get on with the upgrade process and, um, you know, give fibre to the home for, for more households, uh, you know, despite the fact that there's um, there's all sorts of challenges in the market now, um, you know, competing, uh, competing, com- competing products and, and whatnot. Yeah, well, here in Geelong, we have a private fibre network that people can use for their internet and completely bypass the NBN altogether, and that routinely gets speeds of, you know, above 300 Mbps down. So, yeah, um, mm. for the NBN to be competitive, they've got to get up to a similar level, I'd imagine. Most definitely. Otherwise, they're going to be, I guess, somewhat left behind in some areas. Um, there's certainly a few um, few locations in this particular announcement where they, um, you know, they're rolling out around Geelong. Uh, I see Lara and Torquay and, and Drysdale are a couple of areas that are mentioned in, the, in this plan for, um, you know, some upgrades by 2023. And do you know roughly what speeds people might be able to get on fibre and how they might compare? I mean, I know with the NBN, it's a real mixed bag depending on what technology you have, but... Do you know what the comparison might be? Uh, generally speaking, you know, a, a base limit for these plans tend to be the 100 megabit. Um, but, you know, you can go up a little bit higher in speeds as well. Um, and that gives people flexibility for, you know, those who are, are, are large consumers of data. Um, you know, the average household, I think, uh, on average would probably, you know, find it, it quite suffice for a, you know, a 50 uh, megabit down, 20 megabit up plan, but um, it gives a few options and the implementation of um, plan upgrades is uh, a lot quicker on those networks as well. And, and of course, the longevity of the network, because the biggest uh, issue in your fibre to the node setup is it's relying on copper. And, you know, there's so many challenges with copper. There's areas that have had equipment rolled out for many decades now and different things degrade, and that causes impacts to speed. And, you know, since the original rollout of the fibre to the node network, uh, I guess NBN has also revised who can get fibre to the node based on the fact that, um, you know, the network can't handle, um, you know, the, 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 the amount of households and, and the distances that some people expect to be able to connect from as well.
And on that point, uh, if people currently have copper going into their house, if they're doing a fibre rollout, does that mean that for each house that they roll it out to a technician will have to come into people's homes to connect the fibre or how does that work? They usually uh, run the fibre through the property up to um, the edge of the building and then, uh, you know, a a termination is made uh, inside eventually. So um, it's usually like, I think, a two-step process. So, you know, those who are rolling out from the street to the house um, do their job and then you'll have a technician come and install uh, a termination device in the household so that you can then connect your own routers and whatnot. So... There's a little bit of a process in it, but it is for the better once it actually occurs as well. And, um, you know, having said that, um, there's still some options. Uh, Geelong is uh, one of the areas that has been included in um, Elon Musk's Starlink rollout too. So um, while that's not um, gigabit speeds, uh, someone who's finding a bit challenging at the moment and and has the money available to them could potentially, uh, you know, enlist in that leader program as well. How nice is it to actually have choice, um, you know, rather than just having one provider or VNBN, but, you know, it's a different retailer, but it's still fundamentally the same network, to actually have a choice of network that you can go to and uh, try and find the best arrangement for you mm. is a welcome improvement, I would have thought. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you consider people who are out in more remote areas, um, you know, having another satellite choice gives people, you know, options. They might have three options now where they might have only had two or even a single option uh, now has two options. So people, you know, that had a mix of mobile broadband and and, and MBN satellite could choose a Starlink option if they feel they need more data or they may need um, better latency. And, and you know, that's giving them some choice. And, and Starlink isn't the only provider that will be, you know, uh, indulging in Australia for um, rollout of a satellite style, uh, you know, technology internet rollout. So, um, you know, we've got a lot ahead of us. Now, tell us about the mobile tower battery backup program from Telstra. Yeah, um, this was a part of uh, a rollout in improving regional telecommunications resilience from the federal government last year. Uh, Planned to roll out by the end of 2021, uh, a number of base stations for full battery backup upgrades, which would basically increase a backup operation to at least 12 hours. That included about 467 base stations around Australia and Telstra had a number of these. And by putting, uh, you know, sufficient battery backups in these uh, tower locations, it gives an opportunity to be able to circumvent the challenges that they find during uh, blackouts and and that that is you know that that come come from storm seasons or um or issues in in the local area uh, and that can also circumvent um, the challenges faced with not having them and needing to find another option to power them as well and gives them a bit of a lifeline especially given so many people have I guess moved on from using a, a traditional landline telephone service or might have moved to somewhere where they um, they believe they don't have the service currently and utilise uh, a mobile phone as a, a critical resource. And, you know, following the um, the Black Summer bushfires, uh, the government saw, you know, the considerable impact to um, the network and, and saw that uh, funding rounds were required to be able to give this resiliency. 
Now, the government's universal service obligation, talk to us about that and what are telcos in Australia wanting to change about it? Yeah, so the universal service obligation, um, also known as a USG as well uh, by the um, communications uh, teams, is basically a mandate that says that generally most people within Australia can have uh, some sort of landline telephone or landline telephone replacement. And there's also guarantees in place for uh, how quickly a repair can be made to ensure that people have uh, this as an essential service. It's generally considered as essential as your power and your water as well. Um, And it sets out obligations that, you know, given um, where people are, um, they will have an option. It can be a landline telephone and Telstra is uh, obligated to maintain landline technologies in areas. Um, you know, this is generally speaking areas outside of the NBN network. So out in more rural centres, uh, people will still have a landline with Telstra. If they can't deliver a landline, uh, they could deliver it in other methods. So they can use a mobile uh, equivalent which they essentially set up some antennas and boxes in your household to terminate to a normal telephone. Or if that's not available and there's a real remote area and mobile service may be a problem, uh, they might look at a USO satellite, which is basically a a satellite-style service for delivering your telephone. Um, In the latest telecommunications review, uh, a number of the telcos have weighed into the conversation and suggest that, you know, maybe... Uh, at this point in time, given how everything's evolving and how long Telstra has been, uh, I guess, reliant on the USO, uh, that times need to change and considerations for other telcos to provide these services and, and adjustments to uh, the criteria should happen. Uh, companies like TPG Telco say that they, uh, they're paying money to Telstra um, you know, to ensure that the USO occurs in some cases. And I guess they feel like they should be able to deliver some of this themselves. Uh, the telecommunications review, they've had a number of submissions and we will hear officially uh, before the year is out um, what has come of this and the recommendations that are being made uh, to the federal government to, to improve telecommunications and I- here in Australia. And finally, 30 seconds or less, the uh, future of EV batteries. Yeah, um, you know, uh, there are precious resources involved in the production of electric vehicle batteries and there is a manufacturer that is suggesting that uh, we could mix a combination of lithium and sodium batteries together in vehicles to reduce uh, the, you know, wastage of the precious resource and to roll out uh, more battery upgrades more often to electric vehicles. Uh, Thank you very much, Trent, for being on the program. Your website is techcraft.net if anyone wants to go and check out all the information that you post there. Thank you and looking forward to speaking to you next week. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.